Matthew Hoppy and Hoppy's in for Schalke. Magnificent finish. Amina Reeks run meanwhile here. Looks for Hoppy again. Oh my word! You cannot write this kind of script. Blau und weiß sein Leben lang. Hallo, meine Leute. Willkommen zum einzigen Schalke Podcast auf Englisch. That's right, folks. Officially the world's only English Schalke Podcast. This is episode 121 of Shock America, and I'm your host, Richard Carmen. Joining me, as always, on the show, co-host Jack Mangan. Jack, how are we doing on this Wednesday night? The St. Paddy's Day special, man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, I don't really have green on, I guess. Uh, I, got, I got, I got, got my, Notre Dame, my, my Notre Dame hoodie on. I did not go to Notre Dame, so, I mean, take I have that. a green cup. That counts, right? And, I, and, and I, got, I got my pint of Guinness right here. Boom. There it is. It. There it is, man. Uh, how are you doing on St. Paddy's Day? It's getting stuck in my uh, ah, facial hair already. That was a horrible decision. <laughs> Bring that on air. Um, off to a flying start. Uh, I, I'm I'm doing all right. Uh, big news day. Um, yeah, we delayed the the typical Monday live stream um, just because we had a feeling that at some point before this weekend we we'd get some news that was worth talking about, um, and we didn't want to exclusively talk about the uh, the five nil uh, thrashing to Wolfsburg. Although I will say. You know, last week we we came on the podcast after um, Gramatzis's kind of debut against Mainz, and everyone was uh, very excited about the clean sheet and the defense. And we said, "Hey, it's Mainz. Let's calm down." And naturally, um, all of the claims that he had very quickly settled the defense down went out the window um, once the uh, the caliber of opponent was was raised a little bit. And then, um, you know, I don't want to single anyone out too hard because there's a lot going on um, that's contributing to these results. But um, you will recall as well. Dear listeners, that when when Mustafi was brought in, wasn't too excited about it. Um, and what we had said then, once again, is that uh, you know he wouldn't be available to a to a Schalke side in January that is possibly the worst Bundesliga team in history if the kind of mistakes that we saw against Wolfsburg weren't present in his game to begin with, he wouldn't be available. He'd still be playing for Arsenal or, you know, a European level team at the moment. And he might go back to one, you know, in, in the summer, who knows what's going to happen. Um, but, you know, these are the kind of things that we've, that we've seen from him over the years that have kind of gone against his, his reputation as, as, as a, you know, a top level defender. And uh, unfortunately they, uh, they reared their head in this one and he was directly responsible um, for at least two of the first three goals. And, you know, if not directly responsible for the second. So that was unfortunate to see. Yeah, I would say arguably the first three goals were on him. Uh, just real quick, get through this game because we have to. Uh, final, final score, obviously, 5 nothing. Uh, goals from uh, Mustafi, <laughs> own goal in the 31st minute. Uh, Veghorst, as he always does, scores against Schalke in the 51st minute. Baku, yeah, Baku in the 58th, Brekolo in the 64th, and Max, Maximilian Philippe uh, in the 79th to round it out. Uh, yeah. It was not good. I mean, for a while we were hanging in there with with uh, Wolfsburg, but I mean, as soon as that own goal happened, it was just like the floodgates opened. Uh, I mean, not much more to say on that, right? We, just, we, we love that movie. We see almost every week. My goodness, yeah. Great, Let's say great, how long great, we yeah, this you week. know, great thirty minutes, and then and then you know, <sighs> yeah, a different yeah. sixty. So, yeah, and and like I said, it's a it's a better opponent. So obviously the the true maybe the true nature showed its head we're gonna see again this weekend coming up against gladbach another good yeah. opponent 
see what happens then. I mean, um, arguably, arguably the only team in Germany in worse form than Schalke, <laughs> though Gladbach at the moment. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's I think it's much more likely that uh, uh, we end up being the one that uh, breaks that streak for them rather than they being the opponent that breaks our uh, our, our run of poor performances. So we are very charitable. Yeah, obviously wouldn't expect much from this weekend, but we fight on, I guess, until it's mathematically uh, settled otherwise. Yeah, I mean, it's mathematically solved in our heads, right? But uh, officially, it's not officially done. So uh, we can uh, safely move on from this game because uh, there's not much to talk about, obviously, other than the goals. Unless you want to talk to goals, you can just go watch the highlights. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the big story is, and obviously you can tell with the title of the podcast, um, the whole Ranyek situation has been very, very uh, up and down. And I mean, any us poor, us poor Schalke fans, you, know, you give us a little uh, ounce of hope and we're going to take it full on. And then, you know, when our heart breaks, uh, it breaks big time. Uh, but uh, let's, you know, give a little timeline here. Uh, this whole Ranyek situation. And really, honestly, uh, it kind of started last week, uh, I guess, before the game, just before the game, it was after our podcast, certainly, where um, rumors were that we were looking for a new sporting director, and uh, the name Krosha from the Le- from Leipzig was mentioned, um, and also as well Ralph Ranyek, right? He went on he went on television on, in, in Germany and said that you know, hey, I'm interested in the job that and and between that and the German national team job, um, you know, both the both those jobs uh, interest me, and I, I feel like I could do well in both those positions. Um, I, the name, well, as soon as Ronick's name actually, you know, became the spotlight, that's when we started hearing about Croatia from book, though, right? Uh, and first thing that came to my mind is, uh, why would he leave Leipzig? He's doing so well there. He has the potential to go to a big time club with what he's doing at such a young age. Uh, that, that, I mean, whether that's true or not, we've heard all these kind of rumors, Jack. What were your initial thoughts when you heard, you know, Croatia's name, uh, linked with Schalke uh, along with Ronick? I didn't. I didn't think. I didn't think much. Um, I, I just for some reason it was never super convincing to me that that seemed like it was headed in that yeah. direction. Um, the the Rangnick stuff I, I felt potentially had a little bit more weight to it, just because obviously some of the comments made by him or his representatives, and you know the fact that we were talking about this all the way back in the summer um, for a period of time. Uh, yeah. You know, we were discussing the possibility of Rangnick coming in, and and why at the time that was maybe unlikely because uh, there was a little bit of a potentially power vacuum post you know Clemens Tony's departing um and you know a, a kind of a young uh new board trying to figure things out and maybe not willing to just kind of like cede all that power to something like Rangnick right away yeah. um but uh listen I, I think from the Schalke perspective if you have somebody as as well thought of and and competent and that has as good of a track record as, as Rangnick does and he's open to coming you need to do everything in your power to, to bring him in um, I don't see what better alternative really exists. Um, I, I'm not saying there aren't like some legitimate concerns about people that are like a little bit, you know, lukewarm on, on the Rangnick idea, but consider the situation we're in, consider the trajectory we're in. And you have somebody of that kind of demonstrated caliber who's willing to come to your club and take that challenge on. Um, I, I think, <laughs> I think we need to do whatever we can to make it work. And that's why it was somewhat frustrating that um, at least this is, how it's, this is how it's appearing to us, you know, from the outside. It, that's why it was somewhat frustrating that um, it didn't appear to be the actual club hierarchy that was going after him. It was, um, if anything, a, a group of Schalke affiliated people operating outside the club and, and making contact with Rangnick to try to work out and, and, and figure out what, what, what the plan of attack would be and, and, you know, kind of suss this thing out and see if he can, um, 
if you would be interested in it. Um, and so that just is just more just further evidence if that's if that's how it really came about of just like like what are we doing? Like, like why isn't why isn't Schalke actively going at? Why is it a group of like you know people that care about the club from the outside that are the ones that are taking this on and taking the initiative? It's frustrating in that sense, but. Um, you know, if, if he is attracted by the job and he does end up coming, we're able to work it out. I think that's, um, borderline mana from heaven for Schalke. Supporters. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. in my yeah. opinion, it, yeah. it, we couldn't have asked for a whole lot better than that. What are, what are your thoughts on all of it? Well, first uh, on that last comment, I think I agree with you. That might, this might be the best thing to happen to Schalke in a long, long time. Uh, you know, but yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that the whole secret group that, you know, someone from outside of the supervisory board went, went out and went, uh, were adamant trying to grab and you know get his services and trying to do what they can to make sure they have uh, something for him um that was very odd to me though i understood that and then with all that news uh an online petition was started uh, by shock of fans to try to uh, get people to sign on to, to be all pro ranyak really uh and you know to date there are i think over fifty thousand uh people signed up on that petition so that's a strong statement from the fans obviously yeah, Ralph Ranyak noticed it almost one third of the membership yeah, and uh, yeah and, 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 exactly. Right? I mean, I mean, he literally actually got to the person involved in in who who expressed that he was touched by that sentiment. So certainly can't hurt, you know. No, certainly, absolutely. Uh, so that was that was interesting. But I mean, the whole thing overall. I mean, yeah, I agree with you. I think someone of of someone who's as as well spoken of as Ranyak is one who someone who has uh, I guess you can even call call him transformative in in the German game. Uh, he takes declares interest in your club. You have to do everything you can to try to bring him to your club, right? Yes, there's probably some hiccups along the way. I'm sure price has something to do with it. Um, what we learned this week is that to many people's shock, not ours, but many people's shock that he wants a dual job. We've been saying this for the last year. I feel like that. Hey, what, he's gonna, when he comes, he's going to want power, right? Job manager and sporting director. We've been saying this down our throats for last year. And then all of a sudden people are like, oh, what? He wants two jobs. What is the English? Yeah, and and at, at some point he would step away from the managerial role and then just go up yes. into the offices. Yeah, but at, le at least the first season you would imagine he's going to want to be the one actually on the you know on the pitch side. So, And the reason for this uh, many people don't get is that he, he has a certain style of play he wants to Im uh, implement. And the best way for him to do it is for him to do it, right? If you, know, if, if you can't get someone to do it, you do it yourself. Um, then the question is, will be what would happen with Gramozis in this situation? Would he be assistant manager? What would happen? Nobody knows about that. It's a lot of yeah. what ifs. It, I mean, it would be unfortunate for him um, yeah. if if he signed on only to immediately be, you know, moved canned. into like an assistant role or just canned. Um, the one thing you could say is it's not as if this guy has, has a super long track record of, of different managerial positions. He's still very early into his career. So it's not really like that much of a step back for him if you think about it in, in those terms. And um, hey, and who knows, maybe if this happened and we're purely in the realm of speculation because it's not confirmed that Ragnar's coming Correct. yet. But assuming it does happen and assuming he does take over the managerial duties, hey, maybe he says, hey, stay on as a coach. And then when I go upstairs, you'll be in consideration for the managerial position then if we think that you've, you know, if you're in, in a place to lead us at that point. And, and, you know, it's not just the players that are having that time under Ragnar. It'd be Gramatis who's having that time under Ragnick in terms of learning how to coach that system and what kind of things that he wants to be working on. So, um, yeah, a lot up in the air at the moment, but, um, yeah, it, it's at least giving us some sense of optimism that there is, um, thoughtful direction being taken by, by some people somewhere, uh, that, that, you know, uh, that, that are invested. Uh, and that's, that's nice to see and, and gives us something to hold on to despite the uh, continued results that we're still in the midst of right now. 
and there's a track record of this. It's not like this is the first time he'll ever do it. He did this at Leipzig, right? He's, he he managed them until they made it to, to, to the Bundesliga, and then he stepped back. Um, and this is what he does. And so I think, yeah, that it could work out brilliantly for Grand Mosis, really, is that you go under the wing of Ranić, learn the system for that first year, hopefully first year, uh, that you're in the fight the Bundesliga. And then when you get promoted up, he gives you the reins, and you try it, you try it out, you know, and see how see how it goes from there but so you know a lot of what ifs we there's no definite there's no definitive yes he's coming yet uh i heard one of the rumors was in the last couple of days is that you know, he has more interest in the in the german job the german national team job more than Schalke, mostly because of the crisis going on backstage and he doesn't really want to deal with it that's a rumor you heard so many rumors on both sides so it's hard to say what's really going on um, one of the things I'll say real quick is yeah. the uh, the group that was kind of initially making contact with Rangnick that kind of revealed themselves today. An- another Ooh. positive, another positive thing in my opinion, at least from the statements they made, um, was that they they seem to have a great deal of respect for the input of the fans and the fans' place in terms of helping to direct the direction. I mean, they seem to at least be paying lip service to that. Whether or not they believe that or not is, is something else. But but that's nice to see that. The fans have been feeling there's a lack of transparency for a while, um, a lack of interest in really, really listening to them, um, truly, uh, and uh, to have a group of people that are that are trying to change the direction of things and, and immediately making that a priority in the things they say is 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 nice as well. Yeah, one of the first comments that they made was that we are we have no affiliation with Clemens Tonys, and Norway will want to bring him back. So they try to make it emphatic that they have no association with him because I know there were some rumors about that. So yeah, the secret group did reveal themselves today. Uh, and you know a lot of rumors going around saying that they went behind the back to get sponsorship deals and this and that and they came out and said no that's not true at all but they did reveal some more like what you talked about how they do have the shaka spirit in mind and they really want to do things the right way by the fans is um and obviously a lot is going on too with these uh, supervisory board elections coming up as well people posturing for positions both already on the supervisory board and those who want to come in um namely from the secret group so it's it's a very very interesting, very Schalke situation going on, Jack. Uh, uh, and we do know that the advisor for Anyik has met the supervisory board, uh, from what we could tell. Um, and there's been some conversations here and there, but nothing yet with Ranyik. And it's expected something's supposed to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow is Thursday. Uh, that will maybe get maybe get some more information. Uh, who knows? I, I don't think it's going to be a quick process with any of this, um, just because there's a lot of things they have to figure out. I mean, if there's definitely interest on both sides, then you got to look about price. I know they talked about maybe uh, giving him Jochen Schneider's salary for the first, you know, five years or whatever, or first year, and then when he gets promoted, there's clauses. I've also heard crazy numbers that Ranyank wants something. So, yeah, there's a, a lot of unknowns right now. But the big thing I think that's pulling out our strings is that it's this love story with Ranyank, right? And I think the big thing we all should be worried about is if it doesn't happen, because we've seen this story before where we, we hope for something and it doesn't happen, this is going to suck even more. Even it's going to suck just as much as yeah. going down to fight the Bundesliga. Yeah, it would it would be very similar to uh, me, you know, holding out hope that the Bears are going to sign Russell Wilson and then us signing Andy <laughs> Dalton. It'd be something like that, just to pick something off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I guess what I would say is, I mean, you would think this group claims to have formed like nine months ago, so you would yep. think over that period of time, um, funding would have been part of the conversation. Um, at least funding in terms of like, how are we going to, you know, afford to bring guy like Rangnick in, if not, you know, funding the entire operation. And so I would imagine there, there, there's at least some contingencies that are potential. I'm not saying like contract details are, but I'm saying like they have some sort of confidence that they can cobble enough to make it feasible. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. And it looks like they got a mix of uh, people from different backgrounds, uh, former Schalke, you know, 
not, not only players, but play, um, you know, team members. Uh, there's people from, you know, the outside who are trying to become on the supervisory board. You got people who are like part of sponsors or something. It's just a big, big mix of just random people. It seems like it's not random. Ingo, but... in, in, uh, Ingo Underberger, yep. um, you're a fighter. You got um, Kemmers in there. Uh, yep. You got former team doctor. You got, um, oh man, who's the guy that used to run Capishmina? Yeah, yeah. I'm blanking on the name. I apologize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah, there are some familiar names, I think, to to some Schalke fans, and then there's you know some others as well. So um yeah, uh big big news day, big big time news day. Couple yeah. big news days, yeah. Right? Yeah. And until something becomes official one way or the other, we won't know we won't know too much more. I mean, you can hear rumors here and there, obviously. Uh, guys like Patrick Berger, Andreas Ernst, and some others uh, commenting on, you know, the news that's breaking uh, from different outlets. You know, we just try to follow along as much as possible. I mean, first it was like the first nine of the 14 members were revealed. And then finally today they all came out. And, yeah, it's just, it's a ever-changing hour-by-hour situation, it seems like. Uh, tomorrow is supposed to be something more supposed to happen. We'll see. Um, will anything happen by the Gladbach game? I don't know. I doubt it. Uh, just because it, it, this kind of things you want to get right. Uh, whether it's yeah. you know whether you do want to do whether you sign them or not, you need to get it right. Uh, and I think the ultimate goal is to make sure uh, Shaka are headed in the right direction. I mean, Kanabo came out today and said uh, we are certainly planning for this fight to win this thing. I mean, how could you not with ten points on you know eleven points behind your next next closest opponent? Um, it's almost a certainty at this point. It's not uh, official yet, like we said, but uh, I mean, you look at the standings; it's 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 official to us, right? So. Uh, at least there are plenty for that, and so you have to get it pitch perfect, I think, because uh, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be a difficult year next year, and so having the right pieces in place in, in terms of sporting director is vital, I think. And uh, we may have a manager now. We may have a new one. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's ever-changing, Jack, uh, minute by minute. We should be checking our Twitter during this podcast, huh? <laughs> Actually, it's nighttime in Germany, so maybe not. And I do want to say, despite the criticism of of individual players or you know the performances at times, um, I do appreciate all of the players who are still there and actively trying um, to turn things around when they are, and you know, putting in a shift because um, you know it, it certainly, as a professional footballer, cannot be enjoyable to be in their situation, even though they are yeah. you know largely to blame for it. It still it still cannot be <laughs> yeah. fun for them to do that week in week out. So um, to those who are still you know really trying i you know we do we do appreciate it but well it's it's probably a lost cause at this point it's i mean it has been it, ha- it has been for a while it's still not mathematical but like i mean we just haven't i mean yeah no every every time there's a glint of like maybe there's we can turn a corner it's it's another you know game where we concede four and you know whatever and don't don't score um i think our i think our expected goals against wolfsburg was like 0.25 maybe less for the whole game i mean it's just like and that might have been higher than against mines which is sad yeah, yeah. So it's just um, hor- it's just horrible in both directions, you know. <laughs> it is. We hit the minus fifty goal milestone this year. We're we're not Tasmania Berlin in terms of that, but we are pretty bad. We're we're it's, it, you're getting close to historic type numbers here overall, uh, especially yep. with the ten points that we currently have. But you mentioned players, and I think that's a it's a good transition. Uh, first, we know that you know going to this fight the Bundesliga, we are probably going to lose some players. Um, yeah, several players are tied with contracts that they can compete in this fight the Bundesliga, but you'd imagine we probably offload some that we could probably get some money for. Like, I mean, Harid, maybe a Serdar, um, some other ones, uh, obviously Bentaleb or something like that would be uh, other names as well. Um, but uh, a name popped up on the radar, I guess, in the last day or two. Uh, Jack, you want to get into the American uh, Mr. Hoppy? Well, the good doctor himself, Mr. Manu Vett, over at Transfermark, tweeted out an article, uh, I believe today, um, in which 
according to some sources. And what anytime you're dealing with with transfer rumors, it's inherently a little bit messy. But um, apparently, there's a gentleman's agreement in place between Schalke and Matthew Hoppy that if a offer comes in for him um, that satisfies Schalke's asking uh, asking price, um, they will allow him to leave. Um, I just I just find this interesting because I feel like we've had quotes from Hoppy in the past like couple months being like I can see myself at Chalka for a long time um and maybe I'm imagining those but I feel like that's been the, the sentiment no. for the most part is that he's very you know um and then now we're suddenly hearing that you know he's already has something in place to potentially leave if he wants which listen I can't blame anybody who wants to jump off this boat as a player absolutely cannot blame them and I, and I won't hold them I don't hold it against Weston you know I don't hold it against Ozan Cobb I mean I don't hold it against anybody no. No. um but I mean listen it, I think the general sentiment and agreement amongst a lot of Schalke supporters would be a year or two in the fight to Bundesliga would not would good. Yeah, would, would do this guy some good and would not be like a bad kind of trajectory for him. Um, uh, I, you know, I know he's, he's the hat trick hero, which is something that I don't think any other American has accomplished in the Bundesliga. And I'm not trying to diminish that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's difficult to evaluate any striker in the Schalke system because there's no service. So it's like, what do you want from these people? But you know, it's yeah. not as if he's replicated that performance sure. um, consistently. Um, and it came against, you know, an injury ridden Hoffenheim team uh, at the time. Um, so it's just kind of like, is he, is he already after half a season ready to make some sort of like significant money move to, uh, uh, you know, I mean, we don't even know like what clubs would potentially be interested really right now, but um, yeah, it's interesting. What I will say though, is the number that was quoted as potentially being Schalke's asking range is like seven to 10 million. Yeah. Now that has my attention to some extent, because I feel like if, if we could um, uh, get that kind of return for him after this little of a sample size, you'd take it and you'd take it to the bank and you'd be happy to any clubs watching this. Matthew Hoppy is absolutely worth seven to $10 million, potentially more. Um, yeah. so, uh, yeah, absolutely. Give us that kind of, uh, return. Yeah. Especially after some of the mounts that we've given up some other key players that uh, didn't go for as much right? McKenny, Ozan Kabak and others. So, uh, yeah, no, no, you would hate to lose them cause you know, the potential is there, but you know, if someone for any of the players, they come with the right asking price, um, you have to, at this point, the situation, right? Just cause we need the money. We're desperate. Um, and also, you know, before the, the Manu Veth, uh, um tweet came out uh grant wall is also as well mentioned that you know ajax and some other um bigger european or big european clubs had uh, expressed interest in hopi um so yeah there's there seems to be interest uh you know if if it was a, a club like ajax you know that's a that's a great training facility for many youngsters as as the canapa uh but yeah i mean wherever whatever happens with that i mean if, if he were to stay great and if he is sold you know if we can get some money for him even you know even better but um, you know, we, we, I don't, I don't hold it against somebody who, uh, wants to leave because of the situation. Cause it is hard. I mean, yeah. no, but no players replicated their performance from Hoffenheim. I mean, the strikers can't get the service midfielders aren't passing up and just, uh, the whole, I mean, maybe only the goalies are the ones. <laughs> so. Look how much better Weston McKenney instantly looks at Juventus. And yeah. I mean, there's, a, there could be a lot of reasons for that. His teammates, his coaching, you know, whatever. Uh, but it, it's you have to you have to imagine that a lot of these players in a different situation would look significantly better than they're looking. It's not exactly helping their their careers and stuff, and it makes a lot of sense for some of them to move. Um, would just be a shame if hashtag the happening was that short lived. I, I wouldn't have expected it to be shorter than the Freakatucci, right? Yeah, I'd be the Freakatucci was eternal, but I mean, then it'll be Freak Free yeah. Mustafi. Uh, it, we just need to get another American in the <laughs> in the Shalk America must live on. 
we have to have we have to have Rotondo is still around, so yeah, we have to have somebody in the first team that will hold over um, Tedesco Time's head as as much as possible. So, (laughs) Uh, and for those who are wondering if you know if you were to get ten millions for Hoppy, would that be a record for somebody who had you know such a short amount of games? Probably not. I mean, Halan after one game probably went up to like a hundred million. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, crazy things happen in a short amount of time. So anyway. Um, yeah, I know it'd be nice. Uh, I mean, if he does go, you know, we uh, we as Shalak Americans would like to see more uh, another American in there, even Canadian Canadian in there. Um, but uh, yeah, either way, I just whoa, uh, whoa, 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 Canadian, North American, right? Calm down. That's part of America. Not South American. America. We're not Shalak United States America, right? It could be South American or something. I, mean, I, I, I guess technically we didn't specify which America we're talking. That's right. About, we're the Americas, half the world there. No, Shalak America. <laughs> Sounds like oh, an international yeah. corporation, Shalk Americas. We are the secret group. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't mention that. I don't think anyone wants that. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, um, it's an interesting situation with the players and what's going to happen. But, I mean, ultimately, the first chip that I think is going to fall is what's going to happen with the sporting director, right? And, and to bring it back to Ranik, um, you know, will he will he come or will he not, Jack? Uh, that That is a million-dollar question. There's obviously reasons why he, he's looking for one more job before he retires, apparently. Uh, both, you know, if he does well for the Dimanshaft or Schalke and, and the, is successful with him, would look great on his resume. Just put a cap on everything he's done in his career. Um, I Obviously, we're, we're biased towards Schalke, but, I mean, who knows what the hell is going to happen. I I mean, I wouldn't blame him for, for pursuing either opportunity, either with Dimanshaft or or. Schalke, but I feel as though there would be more pressure on him if he took the Germany job because it is such a dumpster fire at this club currently that if he failed to rebuild it, I don't think it would dent his reputation that much because no. people would probably write it off as being like, hey, the guy he came in, willingly put himself in that situation, tried his best, didn't happen. Yeah. Whereas I feel a lot of people still feel at the talent level of the German player pool. They should be in contention probably for a World Cup. I'm not saying they're the favorites or anything like that, but like they should be around there. And if he takes that job um, and they don't get results and don't in, don't improve on on what's been the last couple of years under um, Love, I, I think he's going to be under a lot more criticism there. So um, and I and I feel like also like you know the, his chance to be a hero is also much more. It, it, it's it's like lower risk, higher ceiling reward for for the Schalke thing. I mean, he's going to go down as, as literally a club legend. If, I mean, if, if he were to get us back to the Bundesliga and back into decent form within a couple of years. And I think with what his, you know, just from what I, the little I know of him uh, from his career, he, he has more power potential with Schalke than he would at the demand There's going to be so many other hands in there um, possibly. So it'll be hard for him to really stay uh, or insert his will on the team and how he really wants him to play as opposed to Shaka. Really, if he gets what he wants and, you know, gets the manager and sporting director role, he can really mold him into what he, you know, what he's done in the past and, and build on that. Uh, maybe even be more efficient than he has been in the past, like Leipzig. So yeah, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, imagine, imagine if he can return Shaka to the, the glory and, that it was, and then he'd just be in lore forever. I mean, forever, if that were to happen, especially with Shaka fans, but just in general to bring Shaka back from, you know, this fight, the Bundesliga into becoming, you know, a perennial Bundesliga challenger again, uh, he would become maybe like top of the castle. And you know, obviously some old ex Shaka players are coming out saying they support him. Uh, Klaus Fischer came out recently. Um, former manager, Manuel Baum was on the TV. I, I was watching that. Um, this weekend, I guess it was this weekend, and he was saying how, yeah, I think Ranik is the guy to do it. I think uh, he he really should be. I'm really putting my hat in, into his uh, towards his name. So a lot of support going for him. There's not as many 
against this. There are some for sure. Um, and it's understandable. I can see both sides, but, uh, yeah, it's, we don't know what's going to happen here. So, um, Jacob, once again, I'm just not seeing a super strong alternative that's like really, really there looking. Isn't. So, I mean, if, if the board was saying, hey, we're not sure about Rangnick, but what do you think about this? Well, then maybe we could have a conversation. But, um, you know, it, this guy has a different job offer potentially on the table. We might have a limited time window. If he's there, I just feel like we're so desperate for, for, for competency um, in, uh, you know, in some of the higher positions in, in terms of our sporting direction and everything. It just... I don't know how we pass it up. Yeah, no, I agree 100. percent And if, uh, if you're in the chat, uh, let us know your thoughts on on this whole uh, Ranik saga. Jake, I saw you. I saw your message about. It. He says uh, Hoffenheim and Leipzig were both also benefited by external benefactors in a way unlike how Schalke would rebuild would go. And obviously, we've heard rumors about uh, how that could go with Schalke, whether it be he would you know try to deviate from the 50 plus one or not. We've heard you know counter arguments also from the from the secret group about not you know not deviating from that too much. So. Uh, yeah, it's a who knows situation right now. It's it it seemed like they were going to make a strong case for it, but that they would yield to the will of of the, of the, the membership. People. Yes, um, but obviously the people that are that are you know firmly of the conviction that we shouldn't go in that direction, I could see how they could be skeptical of those claims and, and concerned that you know with yeah. Rangnick in charge, they would just kind of railroad things and and get that change pushed through. Yeah, exactly. So did we mention Danny Lotza today? We did not look at all this. We're talking about this other there you stuff. Go. And Danny Lotsa comes home. So there, there's that. Um, See, that's the start uh, of people coming home, right? Oh, we yet, yet another Ola coming home. Another yet person. Another, another feel good Schalke signing from yesteryear. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, one, I mean, nice that he is once again somebody who wants to come back and, and try to uh, try his hand at Schalke in the later parts of his career and try to make an impact before uh, before he ends things. So I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy to happy to take him. For sure. Absolutely, and I, you know, one of the one of the I guess I guess good stories that came out of the uh, Wolfsburg match is that you know they mentioned that um, Cola, you know, is strongly considering staying with the club through relegation to try to bring him back up. You know, he wants to stay with him. He doesn't want to move on. Uh, try to help if that's true. Uh, that's that's great. That's great to hear because uh, we need to have some of those guys that are going to willing to stick through the mud uh, and try to get the club back, uh, other than just jumping ship. And you you can't blame people for jumping ship. You know, if that happens, but um obviously oh, they're he already has my basically eternal respect yeah. for even coming back in the first place and then also the, the the active role that he reportedly took in recruiting some other guys to come here as yeah. well i don't yeah i don't think his uh his dedication is in doubt and and yeah, yeah. if he if he dips after this half season i mean good for him fully support it the uh the question i guess uh, for many at least from a player's perspective of what we are um waiting for i guess is huntelar <laughs> See, as soon as he's joined us, he's been injured, and you know, every time he, you think he's going to get closer, it's, it's another week or two. So, I mean, who knows? He would obviously help things look better on the pitch potentially, but uh, not having him is really a, a kick to the nuts, really, because we're expecting this guy. We all this is again. We had this love story. We were like, oh, he's going to come back and do so well for us, and then you know, kicking the nuts, and he hasn't been playing for us because he's been injured. So that's that's my whole fear with this whole Ranyek thing because it's we've seen this time and time again, unfortunately. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and Paciencia as well. There's there's been multiple yes. that we brought in that we thought could potentially have an impact that just really haven't been given the opportunity to uh, because of very circumstances. Um, Mark Oot was playing well until his injury, uh, and then that just sort of seemed to like take him off the rails. I mean, he hasn't really been picked a whole lot. Is he injured again right now? I don't even know that. I should know that, but um, I thought he was maybe just not going to. He might have. He might. He might be. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean, yeah. I mean, so there's just there's a lot of that that's gone on uh, not only this year but last year as well. That's something else that hopefully you can get a handle on going forward is um, 
the fitness of our of our team. We've had too many issues with depth. So one of our buddies from the uh, Hey Antrek Frankfurt uh, podcast just sent me a picture of him holding a Guinness beer. So uh, cheers to you, <laughs> cheers to you, Brian. Uh, very cool. Uh, yeah. Um, anything else you want to chat about tonight? Because I mean, again, it's it's nobody wants to talk about Wolfsburg. Um, Gladbach is on the horizon. Um, that's going to be interesting because it could be very well the same that we saw at Wolfsburg. Um, or you know, it's a team we've played fairly well, uh, even though we've been on the losing end. It's been closer. We'll see. Um, we'll see what happens. They just got fresh off a beating from what was it, Man City, I guess, in the Champions League. So they haven't been playing well, as you mentioned. Um, it's going to be tough for us no matter what but uh we just want to see we got what 10 games left nine games left finish the season strong that's what i want to see because it's it's imbolo brace incoming oh god for us or mustafi brace on goal <laughs> all of our former players score against us it's gonna it's gonna happen uh, Imbolo's yeah. gonna score yeah no who knows i mean what's the fun of continuing to watch if you can't keep a little bit of like you know at least at least half sarcastic optimism like I said, Gladbach in bad form. I'm going to talk myself into the upset. Why not? Four nothing, Schalke, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. Hoppy hat trick part two. There it is. The asking price goes up to twenty million after that, right? I would love to have Kolasinic take a free kick from deep and just line drive it with his lap and just whack it. I'd like yeah. to see that. I'd like I'd like a goal scored that way. That'd be fun. Yeah. Give, give us give us something spectacular to hold on to. Yeah, if the result nice pretty there. goal. Yeah, yeah, give us a nice give great us a team nice goal, goal, cut through people, and 100%. then whatever else happens, happens. <laughs> uh, okay, well, let's keep this short and sweet, Jack. Uh, uh, not much. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of news going on this, these last couple of days, but more probably to come here in the next few days too. So uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll, we'll be back at a regular scheduled time uh, unless uh, this gets dragged out even longer uh, with, the, with the whole sporting director situation. So we'll see. But uh, either way, uh, game is on Saturday morning, I believe, 9.30 my time, 8.30 your time, I believe. Um, that's East Coast and Central for those who are keeping track at home. Um, but uh, let's wrap this one right now. Uh, Jack, uh, any shout-outs you want to give out to, uh, to Shock American Nation here? No. <laughs> no. None. I'm going to give one to Brian from the uh, Hey Eintracht Frankfurt uh, podcast just because he sent us that picture of the uh, Guinness beer. And obviously all the people who just who follow us on YouTube and all the comments from uh, our last discussion that we've had on on, on Ranyek from uh, – we look back to episode 100. It was 20 episodes ago, 21 episodes ago where we talked about it. So that wasn't too long ago, and we that wasn't even the first time we talked about it. So, uh, yeah, definitely shout out to everyone who's been following us and keeping tabs with us. So Yeah, we appreciate the engagement, whether it's here in the live stream or, you know, questions submitted ahead of time or just random stuff on Twitter. We love, um, you know – Discussing things with all of you and, and getting some of that input on the pod as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Jack, uh, where can our followers find you on social media? Oh, it's on the screen, bro. JM Mangan, J M M A N G A N on Twitter. I rarely tweet and I'm not interesting to follow, but do it anyway. Do it. I, actually, follow the Shock America podcast channel so it boosts our numbers there. Follow us on YouTube. Don't follow me. That's right. That's right. I agree with that. Same thing with me. You don't have to follow me, but if you want to, it's on the screen at our underscore K H A R M A N. Uh, on and all your social medias there so but definitely give the podcast a follow on twitter instagram facebook and obviously on youtube subscribe like leave comments that would be much appreciated so uh with that uh until the next podcast comes or news breaks uh we'll be with you soon shoes <laughs>